Welcome to the Happy Me Project Podcast, the space where self-development doesn't have to be fancy and we take the bullshit out of positive mindset. My name is Holly Matthews. I am the founder of the Happy Me Project, which is this podcast. It is a best-selling book. It is in-person events and it is a life coaching membership. I also happen to be a TV actress, a mom of two incredible girls, and a human that is doing my best. And in today's show, I want to talk about the impending, which makes it sound very negative, impending Christmas holidays that will be coming up and how that looks for all of us. So pull up a chair, get yourself a little drink, and let's get into it. Um, guys, how in how in the blue hell are we nearly at Christmas? I mean, I mean, my children. I have kids who are twelve and ten. Have been talking about Christmas since last Christmas, but as adults, we try to avoid the C word for as long as possible. Not that I'm some kind of scroogey um, bar humbug to Christmas, but it's a lot sometimes. And here we are about to head into the Christmas festivities. And I have something to tell you guys, which I've definitely talked about on social media, but not loads. And I've definitely not told my podcast listeners, but this year, Christmas is gonna be a little different for me in that me and my daughters are going to be doing pantomime here in the UK. Now, if you are outside of the UK, you might be thinking, "What? what's pantomime? Um, it's really hard to, <laughs> it's hard to explain, I think, the traditions of pantomime, but essentially it's a theatre show, a Christmas theatre show, where we will do things like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, the kind of traditional fairy tale stories, and they're there were they're kind of traditions within panto itself so traditionally a lot of things have changed the lead male um part uh, would have been played so the prince for example would have been played by a female uh, so i've once played pre- uh, peter pan um we what else would you have there is always uh, a man that kind of drags it up a little bit so it's kind of almost like a drag queen although it's not called that it's called the dame so there will be a dame so there is a man who wears very over the top um almost as i say drag-esque um costume so it's like very big and very big lips and hair and all of that it's very silly it's a very fun character there'll always be a kind of silly jokey character the kind of the joker uh, that usually kind of hosts it and is the voice of the audience a little bit we often we get kids on stage and there's lots of fun to be had and there's lots of audience participation so there'll be lots of it's behind you when there's a the bad guy coming and um they'll be booing and hissing but in a positive way none of that social media trolling lark this is encouraged so um you know we will we will boo the bad guy and cheer the hero and it's all very interactive it's really good fun and if you've never been to a pantomime before and you are um maybe you've never been in the uk perhaps as well it's great fun even if you are not a child 
It's actually, there's often in pantomime, there's often lots of very tongue-in-cheek adult jokes that are not obvious to the kids, but the adults will get. So I think over over the years, it's probably been a, a way for for <laughs> the parents to get through it, where the, the kind of, the ac- actors will add in some little ad-libs that make the parents laugh. But as an actor, it is it is really good fun. And it's it's actually a very lovely way to, to spend Christmas. And I haven't done pantomime. I haven't been an actor in pantomime for almost, I think, 13 years. The last time I did it, I played Jasmine in Aladdin. And I was six months pregnant with my daughter, Brooke. Now, this year... I'm going to be Jasmine in Aladdin once more and my daughter is nearly 13 and my other younger daughter is 10 and I asked the director and the producer whether my daughters could be in the pantomime with me. Both of them like performing, my oldest wants to be an actor, Uh, I thought it would be a great experience, I thought they are both at the age now where I am still embarrassing of as the parent but um not so much that they don't want anything to do with me um (laughs) and I just thought you know when are we going to get the opportunity to do that again so we are this year in pantomime in Aladdin and that's at the Stratford Playhouse the hometown of Shakespeare William Shakespeare so all about the theatre so if you get the opportunity I'll pop a link below come and see us come and see us on the stage it'll be really good fun and it's all going to be very tongue-in-cheek and lots and lots of fun so from my perspective Christmas this year is going to look different it's going to look very different and I'm probably going to be spending lots of time with you lot who come along to the pantomime and celebrating Christmas uh, with you and being part of your Christmas festivities which is actually really lovely now Christmas in general aside from the fun stuff can be overwhelming right it doesn't matter who you are even if you are mr chris kringle himself if you are a person who loves this time of year there's still a lot to do potentially and there's a lot of thoughts and feelings and social stuff to navigate so let's talk about it how what are the things that come up for us at christmas and how can we navigate those Well, I think one of the first things is the social expectation and that might be from family. You know, who do you go to for Christmas lunch this year? Do you have Christmas lunch? What are we eating for Christmas lunch? Um, The parties at work or um, the the social gatherings that perhaps you feel you're supposed to go to, even pantomime, you know, maybe, maybe that's been a thing you feel like you should partake in and whether you like it or you don't or... You know, there's a lot of social stuff and a lot of expectations, traditions perhaps, that come up for us. And sometimes we enjoy them and sometimes we don't and we've kind of stuck with them. There's also grief at Christmas. And even if that grief didn't start at Christmas, i.e. the person didn't die at Christmas or the relationship, I guess, could be part of that grief didn't end at Christmas... Christmas is a time where we are bombarded with images of family and connection and loveliness and we think that our version of life with all its trials and, I couldn't say that, their trials and tribulations and all of its loss and heartache and all of that, we think that nobody else has gone through that because we watched a Disney film and there was so much loveliness in it so we see all of that and then we reflect, and I think that's the thing, we reflect on those that are not with us. We reflect on 
where we want it to be, where we where we are. We reflect a lot. It's the end of the year. And in any endings, it can be challenging for us. So it can bring up grief. It can bring up past grief. It can remind us who's not sat at the table. And that can be really, really challenging for us. If you also don't have people around, if you don't have people to have Christmas dinner with, if you are a single person without family ties or you live away from family, it can bring up a feeling of loneliness, maybe not feeling part of something. Again, there's a lot of social expectations and, you know, children come into it a lot. There are a lot of things for kids at Christmas, you know, all of the Father Christmas type traditions and and things like that and if perhaps you have struggled to have children and want to if it hasn't happened for you and it, it this year makes you reflect on what you hoped for that sense of grief can be around that and that can be really really hard for people it can be hard to look at other people's social media and see perhaps a version of a life that you wanted to have want to have plastered all over the place and it's not their fault there's no blame and you should absolutely celebrate all of your lovely moments but for some people looking in your lovely moments might trigger a feeling of lack a feeling of i wish i had that and and i don't and it can be just a whirlwind of stuff can't it it can also be that overwhelm that i mentioned the present buy-in the cooking of dinners the you know catering to family that are coming in from places and all of the things there are so many things do i send christmas cards do i not do i send christmas cards to business contacts do i not how much can i spend how much do i spend the worry of maybe i'm not spending enough that comes up a lot for some of my clients and myself you know so what do we do about all of this well the first step is this like anything in our life, when we go through things blindly and we don't make conscious choices prior to walking into them, we will get exactly what we're given. We will just be battered around by life and we will accept what is in front of us because we will be being reactive. There is so much of there is so much of life, not just Christmas and this time of year, that is out of our control. If we get ahead and we decide, and we're gonna, you and I right now, right? We are at the beginning of November. So let's make these decisions now while we've got some time at it. We decide, what is it that I want this period to look like? How do I want to celebrate Christmas? Do I want to celebrate Christmas? Maybe you don't. Do I want to spend time with people? Maybe I don't. What do I wanna do for Christmas day? look at budgets you know do i have money to do these things or not and you know what being conscious about something and and saying ahead of time i'm not doing presents this year or i'm only spending this much this year and doing it ahead of time rather in that mo- rather than in the moment where you're handing over a present where you think oh my god did i not spend enough did they not expect this did they have they given me more and all of this you know running through your head get ahead of it decide decide today get your pen and paper out and look at all of the aspects of Christmas that perhaps have caused you a challenge in the past and write down family life social life work life present buy-in where am I having Christmas dinner sorting Christmas dinner out all of the things that 
are potential triggers, potential pain points, write them down and make some decisions. And some of those things, when you write them down, you're going to have a layer of, what if they judge? What if they are unhappy with my decision? That's next level layer, right? So we're going to firstly admit what we want. Just admit to ourselves first. We're going to write it down. What I would really love, my ideal Christmas day looks like this. And your ideal Christmas day might mean that you are sat in your pants eating Chinese, watching nothing Christmassy and being on your own. That might be your ideal Christmas day. It doesn't have to look like what other people think it should look like, what you think Christmas day should look like. You get to choose. This is your life, my friend, okay? So you write down, how would I like this time to look? And then you might find in amongst all of that, that that means there are conversations to be had. Mm, I don't really want to go to mums this year. I really don't want to go to dads this year. I really don't want to see my brother-in-law this year. I can't be dealing with him. And so we're not going to go. Whatever, right? Whatever it is, just for um, a caveat, I love my family. I genuinely, they're all ace, both my husband's side of the family and my own. They're all amazing. I'm so bloody lucky. I really genuinely am. So that is never an issue. But I do have the challenge of where do I have Christmas dinner because my family lives apart. So I live in Coventry. My family live up in Newcastle. My sister's down in Essex. We're all over the shop. So we do have to consider how do we see each other because we do care about each other. And, and that can still bring up some stuff. You know, whose year is it? Whose turn is it? So first, so once you've written down what you want, you're going to look at, are there conversations that I need to have? Are there things that I need to put in place? Now, I have definitely done something on this channel, on this channel, on this podcast somewhere about having difficult conversations. And I'll see if I can dig it out and link it below this uh, about having difficult conversations, particularly around Christmas. How do we deliver that message without hurting somebody's feelings? Because we often have to make decisions that are really important for us, but they might impact other people. And they might be people that we love, especially when it comes to Christmas. So making a plan, having a real conversation, making sure that that person, you know, that if you care about them, they know that you love them. This is about you and all of those things. Have those important conversations earlier rather than later whether that's money, whether that's where you're staying, where you're eating, all of those things, have them earlier. The next thing is to let go of the expectations on yourself. We are so hard on ourselves, so hard on ourselves. We have such high expectations. That doesn't mean that we lower our standards, my lovely perfectionist. It just means that we are way better to go for good enough in most areas so that we can excel in a chosen few. But if we try and go for best across the board, we'll burn out. And maybe up to this point, every Christmas you have burnt out. You go into January absolutely exhausted because you have tried to hit every expectation of the perfect Christmas that you've decided it looks like. And instead of that, you could have looked at what were the most important things for you. Maybe it's time with family. Maybe it's time outdoors. Maybe it's um, you just want to have great food and a bit of a rest. I don't know. Yours is yours, right? Whatever it is, if you can look at the main ingredients, the rest doesn't matter. For me, the most important thing is my kids have a lovely time at Christmas, that I get to see my family and there's love and there's laughter and there's ease. The rest of it, it don't matter to me. I don't have, I don't care about presents. 
I, I don't care about people buying me things. I will get my daughter's presents and a, and a select few adults will get some presents. I have never really been uncomfortable with the expectation of my children get a million pounds spent on them at Christmas. I've always disliked, and I don't mean to be, I, everybody's worldview, everybody's version is different, but I've never enjoyed seeing reams and reams of presents uh, for each child, every, like, so excess. I don't enjoy that. Now, your model of the world might be that you, that that's your that works for you and you love that and maybe you came from a, a family that didn't have a lot and so your Christmas is you want to make it the Christmas you never had I'm not judging it I promise it just doesn't sit with me in my worldview when I see that because I just worry there are so many that don't have and it they will look at that and feel pressure to push themselves to a limit and it's unnecessary one year my youngest daughter texas this is where my husband was still alive and she was so little by the way she must have been i don't know three i'm gonna say three and she asked for mushy peas for christmas father christmas she said i want mushy peas so we never got at that age particularly never got our children loads of presents they maybe got like two presents because there was so much coming from outside from friends and family they don't kids that age they cannot we used to even take out some of those presents and put them in the loft for later in the year and give it to them like periodically throughout the year because they couldn't like stomach all of it it was so much and we used to give our kids maybe two presents and they were absolutely thrilled thrilled to bits loved those presents so much and one of them one year for texas was mushy peas everyone around's expectation was that's really awful you can't give your kids mushy your kid mushy peas she loved it she laughed her head off she couldn't believe that she'd asked father christmas for mushy peas father christmas had delivered a tin of mushy peas obviously it's funny and there's a funny memory for her and she actually doesn't even like mushy peas now so you know she wouldn't be happy with it now but the expectation might have been give your children you know a hundred presents to open but actually the happiness came from just the joy that santa had listened to her it didn't come from all of that stuff the expectation we as adults put on ourselves to hit some crazy standard particularly when people might be struggling with things if you are having to you know cut everything fine because of cost of living stuff that is happening in the world and you are finding things really challenging i've i want you to really consider how you can change your perception of what is joy and happiness when it comes to present giving because i reckon most of our children most of our people around us they would much rather spend time with us and have a, a great day where they know that there's not this pressure if i've got friends and i know and this does happen this is not just for christmas if i got friends and i know they're struggling financially and then they come to my house and they've bought me something or christmas they stretch themselves or my birthday and they bought me something i don't feel good about that I know their circumstance and everyone can spend their money how they please even if they are struggling that's we we spend our money where we want to but I don't feel good about that and your family if they know you and they know you are struggling financially or finding things really challenging they will not look at you and think well I expect a present and if they do then they're being assholes but I just don't think most people do 
And in fact, the opposite can often happen. Like I just said, that you will buy them a present. They'll know you don't have enough money to buy that present. So the present will feel tainted with sadness that they felt that they couldn't say to you, I'm really, I, I can't get presents this year. Or we made presents this year. Or our the present this year is just us coming to see you. The petrol cost enough. You know, like we have to change our perception of this. Maybe it looks different this year. Maybe that isn't bad. Maybe it's just different. Maybe we stop telling ourselves the story that if it doesn't look like a picture perfect postcard of what we've decided up until this point Christmas looks like, it's crap. One of my funnest, best Chris, funnest, is that even the funnest? Most fun, whatever. One of the best Christmases I ever had was actually, I was pregnant very I was six months pregnant it was when I did panto the last time and because I was pregnant and I was doing pantomime and it was very it can be very busy and sometimes people get sick full of colds and stuff because you're pushing yourself a lot and because I was pregnant I obviously couldn't do that and I got cold but like a really bad cold I really wasn't feeling good and I went home I had one day off pantomime and then you always get Christmas day off and I went home and me and my husband sat on Christmas day both of us not very well we sat, me fully pregnant, all belly out, holds up, you know, feeling rubbish, sniffles and all of that. We sat on the sofa watching, I don't even know what we were watching, crap telly with each other. We didn't have a Christmas tree, we didn't have decorations. And um, my sister-in-law, uh, who had a balloon shop at the time, came round with a Christmas blow-up balloon and she put it there for us, um, which you know, you could see, oh my God, look how sad that looks, like tiny violin, they're just there. Christmas balloon one sad Christmas balloon but actually we had the best time we tried to make Christmas dinner neither of us could taste it we didn't really care I'm not even sure we got each other presents to be honest I'm not sure we did I think we just did things together and we just sat on the sofa with our Christmas balloon eating bits of Christmas dinner that we neither of us really wanted and to be honest I think we forced that to try and do traditional stuff watching tv and it's one of my favorite memories. And obviously Ross is now dead. So looking back on that, I look on it and I think that was fun. We had a laugh and we didn't have expectation that we had to visit everyone and do everything. And yeah, okay, we weren't very well. So that was maybe a slight uh, excuse not to do those things. But it wasn't a bad Christmas because we didn't tick every Christmas tradition in box. It just wasn't. So maybe look at Christmas in a little different way. When it comes to grief at Christmas, that can be hard. So what can you do ahead of time to support yourself? What can you do perhaps to think about your person, remember your person? Are there any traditions you want to bring in? Maybe this is your first year without a person and that can be tough. It's often not the Christmas day that's tough. I have to say from experience, it's often the, the, the lead up to it that can be challenging. But protect yourself. You know yourself more than I know you. You know you, right? So you can know what is going to trigger you you will know which people trigger you which circumstances so work on them and create yourself a template a support network a little scaffolding around that what tools can you use to support yourself around christmas it's perfectly acceptable to tell people these are my christmas rules this is how i want to do christmas this is how i don't if i come around for christmas dinner 
just know that at some point in the day, I'm going to do one. I'm going to go outside for a walk. I'm going to go upstairs and, and just zone out for a bit. That's me. I'm that person. I will go away. If I've got to spend all day with people, there will be a point in the day where I'll, when I will go missing. And it's not because I hate everybody. It's because I'm neurodivergent and all of it's just got a bit too much for me and I need time out. And you don't have to be neurodivergent to need that. It just might be a lot and you want to go and have a nap, have a moment out, go listen to music, go and scroll on social media, whatever. It's your prerogative. It's your Christmas. And I think overall, that's the message. Decide how you want it to look. Create the support network around that. Tell people how you want it to look. Get okay with other people's reaction not being that they want the same things. Some people won't want the same version of that Christmas and they might even be put out at your version of Christmas. That's okay. It's not your job to manage, micromanage other people's emotions. You just tell people what it is that you want, how it's going to go. You can tell them that you love them. You can tell people whether you're buying presents, whether you're seeing them, when you're... All of... You create the rules. This is your life. And I know that's not always easy. I know it comes with a lot of social stuff and worries around that stuff. And we'll maybe talk more about that on a different episode, how we can navigate those. But there are definitely some already on this podcast. So have a little flick through as well. But you get to decide. And when you decide early on, you will feel much more in control. It will feel less overwhelming. And you can let go of all of those silly expectations and maybe just enjoy it a little bit more than perhaps you had before when you were maybe putting a little bit too much pressure on yourself. I think we're going to have a great Christmas. Whatever it looks like, however we plan to celebrate it or perhaps we don't celebrate it at all, this time of year can be wonderful if we decide it's going to be but we have to do it in a way that fits us and our model of the world. It never feels fun when we are running by somebody else's script choose what it is that you want it to look like and I hope to see lots of you at our pantomime I think it will be good fun and I am going to let go of lots of expectations and just enjoy the time with my kids who are really little and I that that's an important thing to me spend time with them make their Christmas great create some memories have some fun and hopefully be part of some of your memories if you come along to the pantomime and if you are finding you know if you do find this time of year challenging I do want to say that my membership, the Happy Me Project membership, I do go into that on Christmas Day. And I do that every year. It doesn't matter, you know, where I am, whether I'm up at my family in Newcastle, down here at my family in Coventry. I will spend, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, in the membership space where I will go live and we will talk because I never want you to feel alone on Christmas Day. I want you to know that there is a safe space to land and the Happy Me Project membership is my no-nonsense life coaching membership and community that you can join today. And we talk all things self-development as we do on this podcast, but you get a little bit more of a back and forth. We deep dive into stuff. There's printouts and audios and live sessions and guest speakers who are wonderful and add so much value. And Christmas time, sometimes we need that little bit more support. So if you're going to gift yourself something this year, gift yourself a space in the membership and, and even for your friends and family as well, by the way, that's a nice gift for people because it's about 
you giving yourself time and you prioritizing you and that's a lovely thing and we do lots of things around grief and around anxiety at Christmas within that space as well so I'll pop the link below I will see you in there I might even see some of you at my restival event on the 18th of November in London which will be linked below and if you had if you know nothing about this this is a whole day of well-being I will be speaking I'll have guest speakers there's activities this is our third one and it is going to be just so exciting we even have a celebrity barber so you can get your hair cut I mean that's exciting isn't it for free once you got your ticket once you're in you're in right so I will see you there if um, I don't hear from you before I'll speak to you very soon peace <laughs>